This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. I'm Eric Smith, and thanks for joining me for Taiwan Talk. Today I'm chatting with Mark Stalker, the Managing and Strategic Director for DDG, a firm that specializes in rebranding. I asked Mark what his company's name DDG stands for. DG stands for Direction Design Group. Okay. That's our full English name. Direction Design Group. Yes, and uh, we learned relatively early on that uh, if we wanted people using our English name, Direction Design Group was a rather long and difficult thing to say. And so you rebranded. We rebranded as DDG. Tell me something about the concept of rebranding. I think we've all heard of branding where you try to get your company's logo and presence better known. But you guys deal in rebranding. What is it? That's correct. We're basically uh, over the last 10 years, a lot of Taiwanese companies have begun to invest in their own brands, create their own brands. Um, but for many of them, I think they started off maybe on the wrong foot. Um, they didn't quite get the messaging right. They didn't get the positioning right. And so what we're doing is helping companies through rebrand find out who they really are and how to differentiate themselves in the marketplace. Are there any, just off the top of your head, any success stories of Taiwanese brands that have done this on their own? Like, for example, Giant Bicycles or HTC. Are they a, a few that sort of organically figured this out? I think probably the case is that most companies did work with outside consultants in part of a process of rebranding. I think HTC is a great example, although maybe they've been struggling a little bit recently, as we've seen in the news. But if you go back three or four years and you look at the way they changed from a, uh, a manufacturer uh, to creating their own brand, they did a great job. Another one I like to talk about is actually a local one, and that's uh, Dean Typhoon. Uh-huh. The, uh, the, dumpling. the dumpling store. And uh, about 10 years ago, they really elevated their identity from that of just a dumpling store to an to a international... F- Cuisine. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so you were saying earlier that a lot of Taiwanese companies started off as OEM manufacturers or they were contract manufacturers for other companies. Correct. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why... They didn't take this idea of branding or rebranding or really positioning themselves so seriously. Well, I think about 10 years ago, the word brand started to appear. And more recently, I'd say six years, the government really started to promote this concept that Taiwan should move away from contract manufacturing, move into promoting its own brands. The problem we're seeing with with the word brand or the concept of brand is that it it's really more about how to run a business in which you're selling a product with your own name on it than it is about what branding actually is, which is creating perceived value, intangible value for a product or a, or a company. So you're talking about uh, a luxury product, for example, that uh, sells for tens of thousands of dollars but probably only costs a couple hundred dollars to make, but it has value because through branding. Right, and and, that, and that's uh, that's something that I think is uh, very vital for Taiwanese companies nowadays to understand that aspect. That it's not just about the product; it's about other aspects. And rebranding is a way to help a company refocus on where it is unique or where it is differentiated, and get that message out to the marketplace. And that then translates into profit. So that's one of the key issues then for you would be to find how a company is unique. Correct. That's the first thing we do. Um, we take actually quite a bit of time. A proje- half a project might actually be spent 
on figuring out what makes this company unique. Why is it having the success it's had so far? It might not be the success that it wants, but there's still some success there. And we want to determine what is that uniqueness? What is that value? And there's a process in which we go about to do that. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about that process? Yeah, sure. We, uh, we, uh, what we don't do is only uh, look at the company from an internal standpoint. Of course, we do that. We, we do a lot of interviews internally uh, to figure out what the company thinks about itself. But the most important one is actually to look at it from the market perspective. And this means uh, speaking to partners outside the company. Those could be distributors. They could be resellers. Of course, we want to also speak to potential customers and what's their perception of not just our client's brand, but also the other brands that they might purchase. And it's here that we begin to see the uniqueness of our client. The differentiator. That's right. We have done projects where we've done as many as 1,000 external interviews. Now, this was a very large project, obviously. Um, other projects, we might do something smaller. It could be something as small as uh, 20 customers or so. Um, people who have actually already purchased the product, for example, so they already have kind of an idea about the company and what it's offering. We're trying to figure out why they bought that brand over the other brands. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Eric Smith. Join me tomorrow for some more free rebranding tips from DDG. This is Taiwan Talk. This is Taiwan Talk on ICRT. Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Eric Smith, and today I'm back with Mark Stalker, the Managing and Strategic Director for DDG, a firm that spent close to two decades helping Taiwanese firms rebrand for the global market. Mark told me about a recent company DDG helped turn around, a promising phone accessories firm called Navjack. I think one uh, quite a typical example from Taiwan, a company with incredible uh, engineering uh, capability. They really know how to work with materials like composites and metals. This is something they've been doing for 30 years uh, as a model maker for a lot of consumer electronics. Before they become real products, they have to be a model, and this is what that company was doing. Uh, At some point, they decided that they should try their own brand, and they wanted to take their experience and uh, turn it into Apple accessories, so cases that go around iPhones uh, well, and also Samsung. So obviously this is a very tough phones. market to get into because a billion other people are doing exactly the same That's thing. That's correct. You know, and especially here in Taiwan, we saw right. a lot of companies jump into this. And, and they entered the market with a, with a really unique product. But unfortunately, uh, the rest of their uh, branding uh, kind of gave them appearance of, well, let's just say they look like everybody else. Right. And because of that, customers uh, were unable to see the value that they had to offer. And again, some of this is about creating perceived value. Correct. You which is value. It, it is value. It's, it, it's, sometimes it's difficult, I think, for our clients to understand that. But once they see it, then they realize, wow, this really does work. So, so much of this is psychological. Yeah, I think purchasing products is a psychological thing for consumers. And so uh, this is something that I, if you want to build a brand, uh, it's something that has to be understood. And I think in the case of Navjack, they, they started out knowing that they had a great product, but maybe not recognizing how to influence the customer. And in the case here, the customer could be that consumer that's buying it at the Apple store, but it could also be an international distributor who wants to bring that product into their market. In the case of Navjack, after about a year and a half, they were still struggling a little bit with finding international distributors that wanted to carry their products. So the first thing you guys did was help them figure out what separates them from all the other accessory makers. That's right. And what was that? 
Well, and I, you know, I, I've already mentioned it. It's this idea that uh, they really know how to work with these unique materials, like composites and metals. And it's so they that, don't just have a factory out in China stamping out uh, plastic cases. Definitely easy. not. This mm-hmm. is a very different company. They it was all for them, always for them about advancing materials and customizing materials for clients. And so they learned something very different from the typical factory. But when it came to branding, I don't think they recognized that that was their value. It was there, but they couldn't articulate it. Mm. And so our, our, our project, through this process, we began to realize, well, this is what's important to them, and this is what they have in terms of capability. And then we looked back at everything that they had been doing for the past year and a half and realized that in no way was it supporting or driving that kind of a message. So you feel in your, you've been in Taiwan a while now and you've been doing this for a while now, you feel that a lot of Taiwanese companies need to go through this process. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we've been here for 18 years. We've already worked with 250 or so companies. My understanding is that that Taiwan has somewhere in the neighborhood of 20,000 small and medium uh, manufacturers. Now, not all of those are going to be wanting to do their own brand, but you can be sure that there's thousands in there uh, that want to do a brand, but maybe just aren't sure how to go about doing it and tend to have a f- too much of a focus on the product, on that kind of the real value rather than actually figuring out how to communicate this uh, value that they have to the, to the consumer, to the marketplace. Okay, well, uh, let's give our listeners some free branding or rebranding advice from an expert. So uh, if you had to give a little list of things that a company should consider doing. Of course, hiring you would be uh, your first uh, uh, choice, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure. But uh, uh, that aside, what, what would you recommend? What processes should they undergo? You know, one of, the, one of the places that we get the most insight is when we're speaking to distributors or resellers of product. Um, they tend to be the ones that see that value and, and are taking that value from Taiwan back to their home market. Because to sell. they chose it in the first place. They made a decision to select that they, item. They saw it and they said, this is something that can sell. And the most difficult thing for a company to do, of course, is to ask that distributor, why do you like yeah, us? Yeah, really. It's and like of asking course, your girlfriend, why do you like me? Right? That's correct. And sometimes the distributor won't tell you. Or, you know, generally they're able to articulate it, but. Maybe they want to kind of keep that secret because that's a bit of their power. Sure. So the, for us, the first place to start is from the market perspective. Yeah. Start asking distributors. Start asking customers, why did you buy this product? What is it that you liked about this product? And generally, you start to see the answers coming through. For more info on Mark's company, please visit www.ddg.com.tw. And please note that all Taiwan Talk episodes are available as podcasts on iTunes or the ICRT website. Reporting for ICRT's Taiwan Talk, I'm Eric Smith.